flyover state of film was shot in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Flyover State of Film. Uh, I'm your host this evening, Yusef Conesa. And let me tell you, women be shopping. Women be shopping. Hey, women. You know, guys, whenever you go out with your woman and she tells you that she's going to go shopping, women be shopping. Am I right, guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that. Uh, yeah, also. God. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just like you know warming up my pipe because I'm gonna be a stand-up comedian again. Uh, TJ, oh, you get like, back in the game, bro. Yeah, you get booked game? a couple of gigs, Man. and I really want to just ride his coattails all the way to the top. Oh, so, sure. Uh, as always, as always, I have my guys here with me: uh, TJ, Joe, and Brian. Hey, hey welcome to the guys, stand-up I just hour. Want to say, everybody, I want to have a real happy, wish a real happy 9/11 to y'all. Let's celebrate oh. with a little bit of the bubbly. Mm. So how's it been with you guys? I'm so lonely, so I don't know. I don't know about women be shopping. Women be shopping, guys. 9/11 can fuck now, dude. Let me let me open mic your fucking sets, man. I'll MC that shit. I just need you to like, yeah, just. I'm I'm tired of y'all. This is some bullshit. Funny can't be funny anymore. Y'all are too sensitive. I want to be up here trying to do my 9-11, my edgy 9-11 material, and you guys are censoring me. It's, I'm like Dave Chappelle. I'm going to become <laughs> the new hero of the right wing. And my free, my speech is free. I got the freest speech. You know how I got that? Because I'm a patriot. Because after 9-11, I knew exactly who to throw in the gulag. That reminds me, Yousef, what was it like after 9-11 for you, my man? <laughs> it was great. Uh, everybody... Uh... I was so lucky, so many random checks fall on me. Uh, I don't know if it's because of my name or my beard, but, you know, I'm very lucky in that sense. <laughs> my bags are always open and my underwear is always unfolded. Also, the, the other thing that I was desperate to find out, because I, I, I need this for context, Joe, what grade were you in when 9-11 happened? Oh, good question. The fourth. Oh, my God. I was living by myself in my own apartment. <laughs> I was in ninth grade. Now you're a pedophile. Oh, I knew it. I knew it would be. Sh- I knew it would be young, but I wasn't prepared. 
for it to Before be the three. age of child that I currently have. The that age is very you, upsetting. The vague age where you generally was, cannot understand what the hell's going on. Right, you're like, whoa, like, so like I, are we going? We're going home. Are we going home? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it was very. I think I was in the eighth grade actually. Um. So uh, I don't know. I don't think we have a lot of news today. Uh, I'm gonna skip news and I'm gonna warm up with the guys with uh, a little a little quick game to test their uh, Spanish knowledge because this is the most English I've talked in almost two weeks. Um, I didn't. I don't know if you remember from from our closing episode. If you're gonna do a previously on flyovers to the film, um, I drove over 20 hours to Mexico, and now I'm living in Mexico, San mm. Antonio, Mexico. So seems fitting. Uh, I've been uh, just talking in Spanish. So I wanted you're to test. Finally it. home. You're finally home, right? I'm finally home, man. <laughs> I literally ate six tacos before I came here, and I'm drinking a, a beer with Mexican symbols on it. So I'm I'm in. I'm in. Very authentic. Uh, very authentic. I, I wanted to test the the knowledge of these guys in the Spanish, so I'm gonna say Wait, the said, movies that we've seen. What's said, up? It's pronounced cerveza, not beer. Cerveza. 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 Yes, okay. you're taking a Mira. cerveza about the different names. You're at. It's uh, a like, where you ask a series of questions, <laughs> right? Sí. Cerveza. 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 Una birra. So I'm gonna say the word the the movies some movies I'm not into I'm not that into this bit uh, to say them all some movies that we've already watched and I'm gonna say the words in Spanish literal translation I'm not gonna try to make sense of it just word for word in Spanish and you guys are gonna try to guess the movie um, just yell out your name be considerate of uh, our listeners don't say it too loud all right the first just get movie excited. Martes Ataca. Joe. Oh, crap. Yo. I didn't say my name. I just said the answer. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I yeah. drive angry. Drive angry. No. Oh, damn. Brian. What? It was, what wasn't it Mars Attacks? Yeah, what was it? Did I miss it? <laughs> I think either Joe did a bit or he didn't really Mars Attacks. I did a... I, I did. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't know. I don't know. <laughs> Brian, nobody gets the point. All right. Maybe we need to hear the rules again. I don't know. We're not doing very good. <laughs> just, say, just say your We're name. We're rusty. We never start the Maybe. show off with a game. Yeah. Usually. Fuck the news, bro. Hashtag. Yeah, he news. skipped over that news that Joe specifically said he wanted to talk about. We'll get back around to you, Joe. Don't worry. It's, he, thanks, he'll say it. I think TJ's doing a bit. He can include it in his bit. All right. So, uh, next, next one. Policia Robotica. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Robocop. There you go. God damn it. I thought I knew Spanish. I work in a restaurant. Next. <laughs> What's fucking racist? <laughs> he works what? At, well, no, he's specifically Cadoba, though. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> I mean, he, if I'm going to say, like, carne or pollo, he's going to be like, Barbacoa. I'm on that. I know them shits. Uh, leyendas urbanas. Joe. Yeah. So. Oh shit. Brian. Yeah. Brian. Urban Legends. Yeah, oh, I forgot we watched that movie. I feel like he's got a translator on his computer right now. <laughs> Next one. El Fanatico. TJ. Brian. Oh. TJ. The Desperado. The fan. <laughs> Brian. 
Brian. And next one. This is a little hard. Patada del agua. TJ. Patada no, del agua. Uh, TJ, Night of the Creeps. No. Damn it. Right. Great. Oh, okay. Can I get a re- can I use my JTE rule? Sure. Patada oh. de lado. Troll hunter? No. These oh. two TJ picks are picked. Three. Brian, two. throw one out there. I, I never actually heard it clearly oh, any story. time, so. Anyway, shut up. Patada de lado. Police story. We didn't watch police story. In my head, we did. <laughs> Psychic. Ah, uh, oh, son of a bitch. It was a TJ pick. I didn't even remember. Like, that's not even the movie that registered that we watched, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know what? That's just, that's just mean. This one is a fan favorite of ours. Casa del Lago. Draw. Oh, the lake oh, house. Yeah. <laughs> this is a two-man race right now. Two points for Brian, two points for Joe, and TJ is nowhere to be found. All right, this one's very hard, so pay attention. Desperado. Brian. Oh, fuck. Oh, my Desperado. T- TJ. Yeah. Damn it. Mars attacks. All right, for the, for the win or for the tie, audición. Oh, Joe. Audición. Joe. Yeah. Audition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tied. You know, I just don't really like... I think uh, Yusuf's accent's fucked up. Like, I'm more used to, like, a natural... (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, I have more of an ear for uh, for accents, so... You want a tiebreaker or do you want to stay tied? Tiebreaker. If you've got a tiebreaker, let's do it. Why not? Sure. And if both of them get... Either of them get it wrong and I get it right, I win. Casa de Calle. Joe. Yeah. Uh, he uh, says his name after whatever you say. He didn't hear yeah. it. <laughs> this motherfucker's oh, just like, Joe, so stop talking. I'm he just says the movies, the house. Like, I'll figure it out later. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, house. Brian, you're here again? Uh, yes. Casa de Calle. Roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> is that real? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. With that victory, how about we just go to the guy that literally did not talk the entire game, uh, TJ? No, it's not, it's not that I didn't talk. I just didn't. I mean, all right. You suck. <laughs> I, hope, I hope one of your coworkers watches this show and just, you know. El Colorado es una mierda. Steph is going to be super disappointed in you, dude. Lo, lo sienta, Yanni. Um, so basically, uh, every time we do these shows, guys, we all come up with a topic or subject to talk about, and we kind of do a little research beforehand. Uh, me being me, couldn't really think of one this week, so I figured I will just challenge you guys, not really as a game or anything, but just a um, uh, question off the top of the head. Uh, you guys can come off the bat. Um, I just you saw... Said- <laughs> Go. No, oh, right. Well, uh, I just saw it, chapter two, and uh, for me, it was a big disappointment. I know you guys didn't see it yet, but I figured I'd just go talk about sequels. 
and maybe like oh. when you guys saw your last good sequel and then the last John sequel that Chris. actually disappointed you. So I figured John I saw Brian. Yeah, I mean your brain's pretty quick, bud. But uh, last sequel you saw that's good, and the last one that disappointed you just the like, I don't know. Our sequel's dead, basically. No, no you know, I think the last sequel. sequel I saw was uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. I thought that was pretty decent. Um, it was fine. It was a good, you know, fun, solid Marvel movie. I would say middle of the road, but not not the best, but not one of the worst. You know, it was as around the same quality level as Homecoming. So if you like Homecoming, you probably like this. Um, I can't believe you brought up Spider-Man, Brian. <laughs> yeah, man. I thought we were done talking about that. You're so yeah, fucking man. insensitive. Oh, I know, Tom man. Holland it's so insufferable when some people won't stop complaining about other people <laughs> complaining about things. It's brutal. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm trying to think of the last sequel that really disappointed me because I have a fairly decent radar and I didn't get out to you know I don't always get out to see as much and so I don't like waste my uh, my my picks um but definitely one in recent memory that was a huge disappointment within the last couple of years would have been and what kept me from seeing the most recent one would have been x-men apocalypse oh, uh that was yes. a big disappointment for me i'm one of the people who liked days of future past a lot I agree. um I and agree. even though it felt like a fine an ending i knew they were going to do more and i was willing to like follow them and do another one and oh man it just yeah, I mean, it shit the bed in, like, every conceivable way. And, like I said, it kept me away from Dark Phoenix because it also looked like another dumpster fire. So it, They also it wasted – yeah, they wasted Oscar Isaac in the worst way. And also oh, he, yeah. He talks about it vividly now. Or he's just like, they just put me in a giant costume where I couldn't move my head. Just like the early Batman. He's just like – just like a bad script, too. Not even the yeah. visuals, like – Because, like, uh, whether you like this future past or not, it kind of, like, tightened up that – weird continuity a little bit and at least like made it feel like they were all back to being and then this was like a whole nother thing and it was like everybody jumped ahead 10 years but nobody aged and everything yeah. it was just, and oh man i thought the the whole thing with cyclops and gene gray was like i had like no chemistry between those actors in at all and just really bad so cramming that was a disappointment for yes it's a cram and about. uh my prediction for my future disappointment terminator dark fate oh that's good yeah oh, that's I have no two, guys. You got one. joe what do you got uh yeah i guess that last sequel i saw that i, I liked would have to be endgame yeah uh generally i mean what there's nothing else to say on that movie we said so and, said plenty <laughs> about endgame i uh yeah yeah, yeah. And, you can watch uh, our uh, live meetup where tj dies yeah, <laughs> watch that. Uh, disappointment definitely, definitely would be. Uh, I caught um, an hour of uh, the new Men in Black a couple days ago, Ooh. and not like so much disappointment, but like that movie should have been good. You have a good cast, like the yeah. concept. It enough. truly was. It's unfortunate because it literally was just the first Men in Black again. Like. And that's kind of all every Men in Black sequel has been. And, like, here's yeah. an opportunity to really do something. These actors, we already know they have chemistry together. So, like, yeah. come on, just give me – and they were too – they were like, no, no, we need to establish that Men in Black canon. Like, no, just fuck that. Like, it's very it's lifeless. It's just, it just, it was like, just like, like devoid of energy. Yeah, like yeah. CGI, yeah, CGI slock fest, just like another one where you're just like, oh, we know what we can do now, which is like computers. And you're not even letting your charismatic actors be as good as they can be either. Yeah. Like, it, you're, oh. you're, it feels like your movie is holding them back, which is, that's they were boring. 
Yeah. When your best character is a badly CGI'd stand-up comedian, it's probably bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's bad. Yeah. What do you got, Yusuf? Oh, I love John Wick 3. I don't know if you heard Ooh. me telling yeah. it earlier. I still haven't um, seen that, though, so spoilers. Oh, it's, you know, he dies in the end, which is a great art for his <laughs> story. <laughs> I don't oh, know you know how they're going to do Dark Wick 4 and the series, but he dies. Like, he, he gets his shit. No, I'm kidding. Like, no, the action is great. Um, it, it does suffer a little bit of the sequelitis in the sense that everything's, like, bigger because it has to be bigger because they already impressed you twice. Mm-hmm. But it's that still hype going, great. Yeah. yeah, it's still great. It's a great fun. Uh, and, the, and the dog sequences are fantastic. And then Halle Berry held her own. No animals uh, harmed. The, the sequel that sucked, um, Halloween. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought about that eight. as I was saying uh, Terminator. I was like, oh, shit, I should have mentioned Halloween. I was in the glad we got there. You mentioned that. And I'm glad you brought that up. I think the Halloween sequels, even though there's nothing else yet, that is just going to be a disappointment already. And the first oh, one Oh, it's going to be ter- much worse. Like, the first yeah. one yeah. held on. Just by the name. It's going to oh, be dumber. Nick Castle, who's the the original Michael Myers, obviously, who plays like scenes where he doesn't have to do anything crazy, put up a video on Twitter the other day of him in the mask, getting on a treadmill, which is a walking speed, with a butcher knife in his hand. I'm like, oh, here we go. The first celebrity death live on Periscope. I was so scared, and I'm like, well, he put it out, so I guess let's go here. And I'm like, no, 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 it's live. It's, it's so they loaded it up posthumously. Yo, that happened. baby, gotta get them clicks. Oh, oh God. God. I don't, I don't know that, what to do. That, it, they can't. I'd watch it. I'd watch movies. it. Yeah. I was listening to re- recent interviews from, like, when they released the first one last, and just even try the shit they sold it on. I was like, no. You already had a better story in H2O. Yeah, 100%. Well, this that, made that a big deal about not connecting them, and then they fucked it up because they were like, oh, now we got to get them together, and we have to find some contrived, stupid way to put them together, and that's what they did. And now they're going to have to find some contrived way to get fucking the kid involved, too. It's just dumb. Oh, like, oh, now this is this match in the Bernie uh, Base. They po- got out. Anthony Michael Hall. I mean... I gotta actually see it for that him. So I mean, but yeah, it's a great pick, Yusef. Uh, for me, obviously, I feel like the last good sequel that I saw was probably the Ape series, like legit, like throughout. Ooh. Yeah, Absolutely. but it's been so long awesome. since then. Like, I mean, obviously, Marvel has their picks and stuff like that, but I feel like those with Last one... Jedi. Oh yeah, Last Jedi. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. I also was like thinking the sequel is just like the second one, but then you think about like what really qualifies a sequel anymore at this point. Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, John Wick gracious. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Don't plan that on it. That was one of those ones that like people said it was so bad that I was prepared for some real trash, and it was just like mediocre. Mediocre. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> ooh, yeah. I got another one in the same vein of Halloween, uh, the Predator. Predator. Yo, oh, yeah, that's, that's that was really going to be. That was. Basically, going to be my pick. I was going to say the Predator. Yeah, no, no, it's great. It's a great lead into because, like, that movie was something I was really excited for. Shane Black, Right in Monster Squad, Fred Decker. Like, I just love that little, like, (laughs) 
that that nice little uh uh that one's just re- that's just trash that's theater. like dude it was it's so recently i think i told you guys i listened to a podcast recently where shane black was a guest and uh he had a bit of a sinus issue going but he was saying you could tell that he was just like yeah i'm done with like superheroes and big dude. like sci-fi cgi shit for a while like i need to get back to like dude. making movies like nice, nice guys guy. stuff nice guys yeah. is amazing yeah. it's, so it's not even like the I writing prefer it's kiss kiss bang bang i actually think kiss kiss bang bang's a little overwritten yeah like, mm. the like dialogue's it. a little bit much but i think nice guys is excellent i, I just also, feel like, like uh i feel like um ryan gosling and crow do a better duo than oh yeah Kimmer and and, and that's uh, perfect. Yeah, well they wasted a great cast. They're better actors too. Yeah, they wasted a great they wasted a great cast, but I pretty much like they didn't have anyone strong enough. There was all B or C list characters from different movies. You got the Game of Thrones kid, you got the guy from Logan, Thomas Chain throwing. Oh, yeah. it, it, felt, Michael. it felt like a bunch of short movies and yeah. then he just paced them together. Yep. And, the, and, and you get the kid from the room being autistic for oh, yeah. what reason? I don't know. Because autism is a superpower, you guys. Mercury, <laughs> did was, you ever see Mercury Rising? Because he was in Wonder. I actually feel like I, I mean, you see seen um, uh, Miss Midsummer? No, not yet. Yeah. I want to. No, I want to see Midsummer. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to spend some money on uh, that. I'm going to <clears throat> So, uh, with, with that. Uh, said, uh, how about you, Brian? What you got for us? Well, do we want to talk about Joe's news topic at all? Yeah, naturally, but you know, that's why I felt pretty natural. Felt good. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I just want to talk, and I'm sure y'all were tuning to listen. They plan to remake Face Off, and that is a non recast it. No. Everybody was having fun with like casting ideas, but we all know that it's just terrible idea, right? It just definitely yeah. should not do it. Will cannot recapture that. No, like, it's a perfect storm of the '90s craziness. Nicholas Cage, John Travolta, John Woo, and just like and you couldn't remake Roadhouse with Ronda Rousey, you can't remake fucking it's, Face Off. And Spoilers. I just this is actually what I think is just going to happen in Face Off the the remake is they're going to over-explain everything so much that it's going to oh, take you geez. out of the belief of the movie. Because that's what happens in all these They'll movies. They'll try to make now. the science like more like super hyper-realistic yeah. because that's the one thing people make fun of a lot is the science. So they'll go out of their way to like over-explain it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if, no, if, it's, if it's two males, are they going to explain how both of them had identical penises? They did say, uh, I did see somebody suggest Aubrey Plaza as Caster Troy, and I like that. That was that. tight. That, that's like, fun. I was like, that's a tight uh, I would see Child's I, play. I mean, I, 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 I don't give a shit. Sure. No, I didn't, which is exactly why I'm not tainted. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. I know, that's a remake. I could, eat a, I could eat a peach. I could eat a peach for hours. <laughs> as long as that line, I mean, like, listen, there's some lines in there that just, I think. They should do mean. Nick Cage and Dr. Travolta again. Or you do it. Give Why me don't a you do a or live counterpoint? Version. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> or if they're I just gonna do see, it, like, if they're gonna do it, I want to see. In the air. I want to see like two Michael Shannons. All right. No, I'm telling you. Sam, I want to see. How about a Sam Rockwell and somebody? Sam Rockwell, Michael Shannon, two type of two type of cage actors. Yeah, let's, no, get, some, let's get some. Uh, Michael P- Shannon's like seven feet tall. Though. 
Yeah, that's what exactly. That'll be part of it. Yeah, we'll have to figure fine. out what to do about that. <laughs> You're gonna get. What so. if a dog and a cat switched faces and bodies? Bad. And Disney Live animated it. It make a billion dollars. Yeah. You guys remember Cat Dog? I used to watch yeah. that show a lot. That's a good yeah, show. That show was awesome. Why? Where did that? How did that thing shit? One of them mouth, had to mouth it up. Have you ever seen Human Centipede? No. I mean, yeah, Probably but no. Cat. Probably the cat. Probably. Like in the hairball. Stay tuned later for TJ's pick. <laughs> Is it still on Netflix? <laughs> no, I don't think so. They took it off. They banned that just like they did the hunt. <laughs> it's so progressive, but Kevin Sorbo can have his his crazy Antifa movie. That's cool, but we got to get the hunt off of there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, what else do you want to get off? Oh, is it my turn? All right. So, because we watched the glorious Patrick Swayze this week, I wanted to talk about what what movie franchise we think, current movie action franchise, do we think would have been best served with his presence had he not uh, gloriously passed away flicking off cancer and smoking a cigarette. (laughs) So... My obvious low-hanging fruit pick that I want to take right off the table because it's going to be everybody's go-to, and it should be, rightfully so, is for him to have been in the John Wick franchise. Like, at the end of the fourth movie, he's the dude at the high table. We reconnect that point-break energy, and we have that big fight between them. They probably kill each other. You know, they probably both die. Um, I I don't know. but that's So I just took that off the table because it's too easy. Obviously, that'd be amazing. So what do you guys got? Who wants to start? I'll even open the floor. Who's got an idea? Me. Go, do uh, it. Now, now, here's a question I have. Am I getting Swayze at any time in his career in a modern-day franchise I want? You're getting older Swayze because it's supposed to be a current modern franchise. Okay. But he's in, he's in like, peak physical health. Like, yeah. he either never shit. got sick or came back 110% from being sick and is, like, even better. He's okay. just, like, like current, like, Keanu Reeves. So, uh, I, okay, that's right. right. Like, Kurt Russell, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's just always good no matter That'll what work. age. If I got old school, I'm just going to put this out there. If I got old school Swayze in his prime, point break, goes in the way, disappears, he becomes Aquaman. But I'm going to go DC also with this one. And I'm going to go the adult Batman. Like the older Batman that's doing right now. And this isn't a movie, but they're doing this in the Teen Titans franchise and that DC Plus thing. But I feel like you replace... The older Batman with Patrick Swayze with that. Well, what chip. about older Batman in like Batman Beyond? And you, then you have that's the what younger I'm Batman, that's, like that's what I have down, but it's not existing, so I had to go with Teen Dynasty. But yes, if I could do a Terry and an older Batman thing from Batman Beyond, I think Patrick Swayze if you make Christian Bale look big in a Batman costume, you make Patrick Swayze look big. Which Patrick Swayze is already big, but Patrick Swayze has the chin. Well, I feel like with Robert Pattinson, we're already going to get our like live Batman, so that yeah. leads you to a live older Batman. That's all you need to do. And Patrick Swayze has the swagger, the ability to just walk into a room with his eyes and stop everybody on their heels and just they're, you're intimidated, no matter what the size is, which is we're going to get into later in the movie we're talking about. But like he has everything you want in a Bruce Wayne. Without ever 
I don't ever think he was ever even up for a Bruce Wayne role, which kind of blows my mind. Uh, we don't know. I mean, it, it's, yeah. they didn't really. It's hard really to believe like his name wouldn't have been tossed around when they were like, casting Keaton because, like, he was just so big right around then. Yeah, he, he was definitely cast. He was thrown well, I around. Like, yeah. I think mean, he was thrown around during Val Kilmer time. I could see that. Sure, yeah, that's, I could see that too. That's when he was thrown around because him and Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer, are really similar. And to see his martial arts probably at his age, which are probably is better than most of the actors who have a stunt double or three, Liam Neeson, who come in there and do their thing for them. I I think that if Patrick Swayze... Liam Neeson did not have a stunt double. It just editing. Who jumped the fence? Just, who jumped that fence? <laughs> like this, and they just speed it up in editing. If I got a guy in a in a strong shoulder jacket with a uh, strong shoulder turtle, jacket, yeah, a turtleneck on, it's gonna be Patrick Swayze for adult Batman. Old, All right, an old Batman, not adult Batman, old Batman. Yeah. All right, Joe, you look like you chomping the bit. What you got for me, baby? Yeah, I would love um uh to see Swayze just as the villain in the Hobbs and Shaw sequel, aka the Fast and Furious franchise. He yeah. fits that perfectly. You have everyone. You have everybody walking through that that franchise that was like of that generation. They're doing it better than. He could be like the counter to the Kurt Russell character. Yeah. Like Kurt like Russell's the older on the good guy CIA. He could be like the bad guy version of that, right? <laughs> yeah, like give me bad guy Swayze. Having a fucking blast and being cool, and even give a wink and a nod to him being his point, uh, his point break character, and maybe that's the villain, right? Like full circle on that shit. Well, what's his uh, English accent like? Maybe he could pull off Jason Statham's dad. Uh, I've never heard him do an do an English I don't imagine more of a southern guy. <laughs> Bodie, he's Bodie. His name is just like Mr. B. What? Picture him as like a villain, villain who's like all Zen and like into like Eastern culture and shit and all like and whatnot. Like you know who the he white guy be? that thinks he's Asian. Yeah, yeah, oh, and that's a total trope for an action movie. The white guy who thinks he's Asian, that's that's oh, full on. He'll, he'll be the non offensive Steven Seagal. gonna be him at a table with acupuncture on his back. So. <laughs> I feel like it's more about Crystal. Dragon tats and shit. More about Crystal now. Call everybody brother. Yeah. Oh, I hate that guy. Seth, what you got? So uh, I totally prepared for this. I did not remember it as you literally just said it. That we're going to see Patrick Swayze in a swim uh, in a wetsuit. He's like literally putting on the wetsuit. He's waxing his board. In the sand, the sun is literally rising. It almost feels as if it's making itself as we see it. Like the ocean is starting to develop in front of our eyes. The sky is developing. And from behind, he hears footsteps. We cut to boots on the sand. He slowly pants up. You see leather pants, a leather trench coat, Keanu Reeves with his sunglasses. The Matrix Four. Yeah, talk about the yeah. Matrix again. So his Matrix is like a be a never-ending beach with like the perfect waves. They got to yeah. bring Bodhi Safa out of the Matrix and into the real world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nose yeah. 
Does he win though? <laughs> no, he, 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 like, you got Keanu as Neo being like, turns out I was not an FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> but where's Joe Pantaleone in all of this? Yeah. And also, where's Gary Busey? Come back, Gary Busey, come back. Gary Busey turns into an agent and shit. Yeah. <laughs> That He's the one infecting deal. everybody. He's the one just Busey screaming in the corner. He goes, <laughs> He's having like, the big battle with Neo at the end. He's like, bare hand. Who's it better to lead, uh, Tank Girl or the girl <laughs> who was... Uh, from a window. Uh, I like this movie now. We should watch... Somebody should call the Wachowskis. We have an <laughs> idea. working on four, just, you know, you know. Make a you know, I'm sure they're and put his ass in that shit. I'm sure they have a fresh idea. Great. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not just about the money. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because it's like, hey, Wachowski's, let's give you like three other big ass franchises and hundreds of millions of dollars, and still not get returns on anything. But here you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I would say one other place I would love to see Pat Swayze is like, let's expand on the Brad Pitt. Um, Kurt Russell stuntman universe from the Quentin Tarantino movies and have Pat Swayze in that and give them like their own movie where they're a trio of stuntmen in like the late <laughs> 70s, early 80s, you know? I'd watch the shit out of that. Is Tarantino <laughs> directing it? I'm in it. Sure. I'm in it. Why not? There you go. A lot of feet, a lot of Swayze feet. <laughs> He's got good feet. We see him a lot in Roadhouse. Yeah. You do. Joe, I think your topic is yours. Are you ready to lead us home? Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. So, with school starting, uh, and it seems to be every movie about teaching is just a white savior film, either pitch me your white savior movie or just what what white savior woods classroom would you like to be in? It's kind of an open-ended discussion of white saviors in film. To honor the teachers of America. <laughs> Only the white ones, though. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I if you want to throw that. in Coach Carter, you can, but it's not encouraged. <laughs> Who is Sam also Sam Jackson 187 by. was technically a crazy person. Let's keep that in mind. <laughs> I'm going to set mine in Asia, though. All right. It's going to be an ancient, troubled uh, schoolroom. They're just doing a lot of uh, Tokyo drifting, a lot of uh, drugs, and only one Asian uh, female teacher can set them right, and that's going to be Scarlett Johansson. She's going to come in and just fucking put them to the test. She's going to have a litter trench coat. She's going to rap. She knows what's up. You're going to need all the stuff. Set them straight. And she's going to be drifting with them, but drifting, you know, by doing math. That Do way you have a director in mind for this project, Yusef? Oh. Brian Singer. I was going to say, is there a director that we know Scarlett Johansson loves to work with? Roman Polanski. We can do Woody Allen. The guy uh, that did, uh, I don't remember the guy who did a lot. Uh, Yusef. This is he's, really familiar, he's familiar with Asians. This is this is a really important question. What color is her hair? Uh, her hair? What? Her hair's gonna be jet black because Asian women have jet okay. black. 
Okay. She's gonna do. She's gonna do Jello face. What? What's it? Yeah. All right. So what's, Brian, uh, what's, what's it called? What's it called? You got a name for this movie? Panda Express. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Good one. Good one. Brian. I can get as creative as Yusef. I just thought. With our current culture, the way it is, the way we're re- redesigning schools so they have rounded walls so it's harder for shooters to hide. Because, like, instead of, like, making it harder for shooters to, say, get a gun, we'll make it harder for them to hide around the corner in schools. That's that's definitely the way to go. Um, so I went straight to a legit killer, and I'm going to take Tom Berenger from The Substitute. Isn't he in the first one? He's in the first Substitute movie. Tom Berenger, right? That's one eight seven. Uh he makes the guy shit his pants. He um Yeah, the substitute. Is it Tom Berenger? Is that who's in that first yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Because then it's Treat Williams in the sequels. They they swap oh, out. They made like Williams. fucking eight of them with Street. They made Williams. a bunch. They made a lot. Yeah, there we go. That's what I'm oh, talking wait. about. They're always on okay. like I'm USA. glad I was right because you know. He makes a dude shit his pants. He nice. uh, goes to war with the gangs. You know, it's a real—he's a real white savior in the way that uh, conservatives <laughs> think of a white savior, which is somebody who shoots brown people. Speaking <laughs> of the substitute, honestly, not straight to DVD sequels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Trick, Trick Williams seen, kills it. I've seen about two of them. I think I, I have a four pack because I just wanted the one movie, but you just had to buy them all. There's yeah, no way to, you like, you're like, no, take you will take these sequels. The price yeah. is still low, but take yeah, them. now now that four pack is like ninety dollars on Amazon. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. No, that's a that's a good pick. Uh, but you're right. That's like the Death Wish, the falling down. Right, that was the response. That was like scared white people's response to like inner city crime. It's like we should <laughs> shoot children. That seems to be the logical. <laughs> then they lucked out, and ch- children started shooting each other. They're like, we we didn't have to go ahead. We didn't have to do that. As long as we give them the guns. Right, we'll just keep the guns and ready access. Turns out they'll do the work. Well, <laughs> Jason, yeah, very woke, very woke. Episode. This is a this is a, a touchy episode. Well, it's 9-11, right? I mean, I'm, yeah. everybody's wrong. We're all wearing black and mourning. Well, I think, well, then, in that case, yeah. I feel like I have the perfect answer. Uh, speaking of school shootings, um, basically what will happen is is a lot of people on Twitter don't think I'm a very smart guy. Maybe I should go back to school uneducated here and there. Um, so I'm going to go back to kindergarten. And there's only one guy you want to protect you. The one guy... That will have your back with a ferret. You <laughs> might sleep with a third grade teacher. You never know. But at the same time, if I'm stuck in the classroom, a bunch of uh, uh, five year olds, I'm going to throw Golf them on the floor. Protect me. It's going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Kindergarten Golf top. Golf Kindergarten top two. Yeah, well, also, another more. Everyone's favorite, the one everybody remembers. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was actually really bad. Uh, what's his name? Something Gimble, Kimble, Mr. Kimble, John yeah. Kimble. So I mean, kindergarten cop. It's, he's got the uh, best one-liner. Richard one-liner. Kimble is the is that? Wait a minute, that's the fugitive. Is it? Yeah. That's you cool. might still be right. I'm just saying, Richard Kimble's also the fugitive. You did not eat my cookies. Or if you want to learn how to play instruments, Jack Black. 
Is that a, a School of Rock? How long? Did, how many years did it take him to make to Richard Linklater to make School of Rock? Those kids were in high school by the time they finished, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear about that shitty ass project he has coming? With he's going to take twenty years to make a movie now. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm it's pretty presumptuous to think anybody's going to give a fuck about you in twenty years, Richard Linklater. <laughs> how old is he? He's gonna be like eighty-five when that thing is supposedly done, and like, it, oh, you know what's gonna be even worse about it? Is you're gonna get updates on it. He's gonna yeah. die with an Oscar. Oh, fuck! It's, I'm not looking forward to twenty years from now. It's gonna die. <laughs> you'll die before it's finished, and then like somebody, somebody who's a famous director at the time will finish it, like uh, Steven Spielberg did with AI with uh, Kubrick. He'll finish it, and then everybody will be like, "This sucks." The guy, yeah. who, the guy who did Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, the masterful editor of Bohemian Rhapsody. So yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Kindergarten Cop. That's the guy. Love it. I want. All right, dog. I have very, my pick. after that one. It's very right. intriguing. I got my pick. My pitch. You're the oh, a unique relationship develops between an eccentric reclusive novelist and a young, amazingly gifted scholar-athlete. After the novelist discovers that the young athlete is also an excellent writer and secretly takes her on an, on, on, his, on, on as his protege, they develop an unlikely friendship. As they learn more about each other, they learn more about themselves. And ultimately, with the help of his new mentor, the basketball star must choose the right path. Starring Jason Statham and newcomer Lieta Wright, Finding Fletcher. You're the woman now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you got to do it. But it's it's wrong. You got to do just the Statham accent, which is more like, I, like you're the woman now, dog. You're the that, woman now, dog. The woman now, dog. Oi, it's the Meg. <laughs> Potato. Which, by the way, is the uh, is where I thought Yusef was going with his Patrick Swayze pitch at first. He was like putting on the wetsuit, wiping up his board, goes to ski, and then the Meg eats him. I was like, oh, oh, it's me. oh that would be it's tight. Jason Statham. You know, you know why they make bad socks? You wear them inside out. Do you know so how? Much... I remember from that fucking movie. It would have been Finding so Peter. much better if Swayze was fucking in the Meg. Oh yeah, yeah. that he would have been perfect for the Meg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Swayze and the Meg fucking is... Uh, so, anyway. Literally having sex with a giant shark. That's what I'm talking <laughs> In an ordinary place, he found the one person to make his life extraordinary. That's the subtitle. I would say, oh, you're still going? Also, if you want to give yourself a laugh, watch the Finding Forrester trailer. On, it's a... Uh, Classic. It's just a really funny trailer. <laughs> Who's in that? Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Ooh. No, no, Sean Connery. No, Sean, I'm sorry, Sean Connery. He played chess a lot, right? Con yeah, Sean Connery and uh, I forget the the kid's name. Oh, Omar. Sean is fine to smack a woman with an open hand. Sean Connery. James <laughs> <laughs> Bond, man, let it go. You're the man now, <laughs> dog. It's literally the you know trailer. Who, you know who wouldn't smack a bitch? Dalton. He's a man that was. How about we go out of this topics and into the double deuce, have a beer with our friend Dalton. As, as talk Wayne about Garrett would call it, the double douche. The double douche.
Is that a good name or a bad name? I have to ask. A terrible is that name. a good name or a bad name? It's a terrible name for for a bar. All the bars in this Honey, movie have terrible names. On. The one at the beginning is just called Bandstand. That's a terrible name. <laughs> American Bandstand was probably huge. What was the G-String Wet Contest bar called? I don't know. There were so many boobs. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. It had a bad name, too, though. It was nothing special. <laughs> it was It was. It was cool. I think it was like in a military base. Right? This is for you guys to leave. This is probably the coolest movie we've watched. It's Oh, easily the coolest movie. It is like the quintessential. Like when people talk about 80s action, this movie is like all the 80s action like tropes and shit just like perfectly compressed into like the best kind of like the balance is so good so in many, it. There's so many fucking explosions in this movie that don't do any sense. I, I don't want to get oh, ahead. Like, we should probably, should we just break down the plot real quick for people? Uh, Yusuf, you want to just yeah, kind of like, give them a rundown? Let's break down the plot and let's try to let's try to do as chronological as we can because there's yeah. so much to unpack in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I was uh, telling my way, I we sit down, we're watching, and I, I realized and realize how like how much world building they do in the first part of the movie, like how much they establish this whole like underground idea of the cooler and the bouncer and the thing about like him having a second car and they kind of like tease that out. It's not like a thing they just tell you, you like see that he has a car that he just gives away and then he's got a nicer yeah. car and then he buys a shitty car and extra tires. Like That's what's going on with all this? You know what I mean? It's like this, kind of slowly parsed out the information, but this it, it, is the something, building, it makes it interesting, you know? This is something people do not, and I'm sure I've said this on this show before, do not realize about bad movies that are enjoyable to watch is they actually set shit up whether it yeah. works or not, and it comes together in a perfect pot of ridiculousness. My wife told me that this was on the list of like one top 100 rewatchable bad movies, and I got legitimately offended because I do not consider this a bad movie. It's, I'm like, this is a perfect movie for what it was trying to be. Like, they executed yeah. their plan oh, to well, perfection. That's, that's the thing. It's, it's a trashy movie, which gets thrown in as like, bad movies like right. you know you know what but i mean it was, like it was being trashy on purpose from like the get-go <laughs> like this would have a double bill with um with like something like over the top yeah or under siege uh, under know? siege or all right so so we follow dalton who is played by our the late great patrick swayze uh he is the coolest the baddest the sexiest the calmest badass motherfucker who happens to be a bouncer slash He's manager a slash cooler? He has a PhD. Yeah. Uh, he owns a Mercedes that has um, wipers on his headlights. You guys remember wipers in the headlights? That's great. That's that's when you know that you have uh, money. Um, he is recruited out of a bar that he recently. Uh, I guess he recently. Right. He was like the cooler of bar. that bar, so we probably cleaned it up yeah. and helped them get on their he feet. He cleaned that up. And He's moving on to the played by, uh, what's his name, Kevin Teague, who plays a great movie asshole. A lot of cast in this movie is super great, uh, also. Kevin Teague. He drives down to the bar called The Double Deuce. Um, it's located in a town where a uh, multi-millionaire... Wait, wait, you just skipped over... We need to talk about how much money Dalton gets paid. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just setting up, setting up the plot. So 
So we okay, I thought we were going chronologically, and I'm getting worried, but okay, we'll come back. I'm just going to set up the clock. <laughs> he drives into this town, and he instantly becomes enemies with the multimillionaire who lives across the lake from his farm house apartment uh, because he runs the town, and he wants to make things right, and part of being a cooler is making things right. And uh, things just escalate from there. Like, shit goes down. So now we can just go into the details. Well, I was going to say, the director, Rowdy Harrington, uh, described it as he was like, in the 80s, they weren't making westerns. So we kind of made like an undercover western, you know, where a guy comes to town, gets overly involved with the local politics, and has to kind of come to the rescue. Except with a lot more tits. Yeah, there's a lot of tits in this. It's like... And I'm in a rock and roll 80s music. fake boobs in this movie that just like that like, 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 like Motley Crue well. funded. Oh, may may I, I, I fast. Fake can and a lot of uh, hairspray. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but this is as I've told you guys. This is the first time I've watched this movie completely unedited, not on AMC, not on TNT, not on TBS, and. They cut obviously a lot of the stuff out. I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't see any of this. So like, so is this the first time you saw uh, Patrick Swayze's ball sack? Yes, just the back of his ball sack. Just, I, I mean, I just, he saw it. It's a little brain. I was like, I love like her breath is taken away by Pat Swayze's butt. That's a she's she's a out of bed, and doctor. she is like, she drenches the carpet. She is just, oh. <laughs> dude, he, he, yeah, I'm skipping right to it. I'm gonna, no, don't do it. Don't do it. On a, on a, on a fireplace brick wall. Save it. I have something to say about that. All right. She's a doctor. You bony ass Kelly Lynch. I mean, ah, ah, you know that hurt. She is a medical professional. I was talking to my mom about that scene, and she she had like she had a hot flash. All right. <laughs> now, against the wall, sex requires a lot of core, hamstring, and thigh muscles, and even Dalton couldn't get through it. He was like five pumps in, and he was like, "All right, we're going to the bed." <laughs> Too much. <laughs> He didn't, to be fair, his thrusts, he was thrusting with power. He was putting in yep. the work, like, no doubt. I am so lonely. Trust. Let's go back. Let's go back, though. I want to talk oh, about what clock, was Dalton's pay scale. He has an initial. So when 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 the guy, he basically, basically uh, Tillman, the guy who owns the Double Deuce, like, has this shithole bar. He came and he got inherited some money. He wants to make his bar classy. He's got money to remodel and shit, but Dalton, he gets like a down payment up front of how much? Ten grand, something like five. that. Five. Five. Yeah. And then he gets five hundred a day. A yeah. yeah, he's raking in money to do nothing. Yeah, and medical Dude. expenses. Oh, and he gets all Dude. the medical paid. And no, then he goes and rents that place nothing. from Emmett for a hundred dollars a month. He <laughs> is making bank. No shit. But you know what? Also, he's, not, he's not just doing nothing. Didn't you like that undercover? No, he just put his life in danger. For where, sure. where he just, where he just goes in and he does like his undercover boss shit, and he's just looking around and seeing everything that's wrong. And then he starts firing everybody. I love that. I love, I love too oh, how so everybody good. knows him. Like, not only is there this underground like 
cooler culture, but he's fucking famous. Like, everybody who works at the bar has heard of him. But yeah, they, like, they like, telegraph his... Must have scaled the rankings? How are they doing the rankings? Because they were like, no, I don't want spoilers. Sam Elliott is here, and he's even Wade hotter Garrett. than Patrick Swayze. But he's like, oh, Wade, Wade Garrett's like the sick, and you're the yeah. first. What's the well, rank? I always thought that like Wade Garrett three. was just like past his prime. It's like Wade yeah. Garrett had been the Dalton at one time, and he well, trained he Dalton. But now he's like kind of on the tail end of his career. He's doing shittier bars now. He's not doing the big money joints anymore. You know, like, what's, you know what's humorous about that too is you know all the, the comments they make about like, oh, I thought you'd be bigger. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. like, and then like Sam Elliott is also another top cooler, and yeah. he's smaller. Yeah, he's, he's like even skinnier. Or I should say he's just like leaner. Like also, not, Terry yeah. Funk looks enormous in this movie. I always thought Terry Funk's a professional wrestler, and like. He's like normal size for a professional Wait wrestler, a but when he's Wait in a, a movie minute, with normal sized humans, you forget Brian. how fucking big he is. <laughs> Wait, right. okay. Now I I'm I'm getting real fucked up right now. So you're telling me the guy in the very beginning when Patrick Swayze goes to the double deuce for the first time. Yeah. Green, no sleeve shirts is Terry Funk. Hell yeah, that's yeah. Terry Funk. I knew he was Chainsaw Charlie, baby. My Wait, didn't God. you see the Jerry that girl? Beautiful. Dude, he all he does during the first fight is pick dudes up over his head. (laughs) Oh, that's incredible, man. I've watched him. How much jeans tucked into his white cowboy boots? It's so badass. I love it. What what do you think was the budget for the breakaway glass in this movie? Oh, God. Everything breaks. I mean, just the bottles that are whipped at Jeff Healy. Like, you gotta. if I'm an extra in a movie, I want it to be a movie where I get to whip beer bottles at a blind dude. That seems pretty tight. <laughs> yeah. This is what would uh, that blind would, kid fuck. This is what made oh, me fucking surrounded by tail up at the bar at the yeah, end of the night. Yeah, yeah. days on that guy. This is what made me crazy about that. Fuck watching this shit too. Is all of the bottles and everything break, and I'm just thinking, man, do they they just have like a retainer with stock? Every every stool, every glass in this oh, place yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, like they should be using red soap. Eyeballs at night. Well, I was gonna say, I was, the one of the best parts about this movie is the uh, the the build up to actual Dalton's first action because in the very beginning when he's at the bandstand, tricks the guy outside and basically does the like, yeah, get him outside, make sure he gets angry, and then just walk back inside. Then you <laughs> finally get him going against the dude with the knife at some point and then everyone's like did you fucking see that like because the, the oh, yeah, he breaks don't... his face on the <laughs> table <laughs> yeah it's just like the everybody how respect. many times does dalton get a knife pulled on him in this movie like he seven gets a times he gets a foot knife like pulled on him yeah i didn't think they used staples back in the fucking 80s like that She's not a real doctor. Kelly Lynch said she spent I have like, a about like her weeks hair, though, in an ER and even learned to do stitches and then found out she was going to be doing staples and was pissed because she had learned to do these really nice stitches. Oh, really? Based on the DVD extras, Kelly Lynch seems fucking cool as hell, by the way. <laughs> oh, Kelly she's No, she's, she's, a, she's a cool lady, but she has way too much fake tan on. But That's exactly what she introduced- said. She was like, I think we were on a quest to get my hair as white as possible and my skin like as brown as possible. <laughs> She's a doctor. She's introduced with a nice. She's introduced with a nice French braid. She looks beautiful with the glasses, and then the rest of the movie, she looks as if she got prepared in front of like a jet engine 
Well, it's like she's Swayze. It's like she saw Swayze's hair and was like, no, I can do that. I can do one better. She, she looked just like someone from the Jersey Shore, and you know what? I'm into it. So, <laughs> Oh, hey, no disrespect. She was gorgeous in this movie, and I really – unfortunately, her character isn't – even though she's a doctor, she's still not much more than, like, a prize to be won. You know what I mean? I wish I could oh, say oh, that uh, she had, like, a character, well, really. She's Red's she niece. I have yeah. I have something about I have something to say about her in the end, but I don't want to skip all the way to that. All right, you like, can wait. We can wait. Um, yeah, we can wait. Oh, uh, wait, can wait, I let's see. Where, so he's had his first. He kind of like gets in. Oh, we didn't talk. I want to talk a minute just about the rules. His rules. The famous one is obviously be nice, but I want to talk about the first rule because it's like it's like stay calm and don't overreact and always keep an eye on everything. It's like one rule. That's like a million different things. If you break down what <laughs> he says, like, it's like, it's like, like oh, learn to read people. And like, that's some one simple thing you can just do. <laughs> I like how all of them just start looking at him. Like, and he's like, it's like, you're not, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're not paying attention to this the situation if you're constantly looking back at Dalton what do I do but uh, it's like yeah I love when they, they're like looking at Dalton Dalton's like do something <laughs> I thought that one guy was Sean Bean for a minute for a while like when I first saw this movie the one like guy who's always in on the fights I always assumed he was Sean Bean I like the I like the bouncers that are working there you know you got the the, the, the kind of heavy set guy chubby uh, thing. the dude who looks like he was probably like a high school or college wrestler and then like just got this job because he didn't couldn't do anything else and yeah then you got the guy you're talking about the square-headed dude the muscle kind of musclier guy yeah. and then there's another dude who's in good shape too but he gets fired for banging an underage girl who got in with a <laughs> seizure card oh. yeah that was an intense scene that was that was a lot and they were like just this was her sex they were like that was like a striptease thing he says i'm yeah. you're gonna be my regular saturday night thing baby <laughs> we're gonna make this record and also when he gets punched in the face and he's so he's like, Has anyone got a mirror give me the mirror <laughs> i would say like the firing the way swayze comes in is fucking incredible he's just like you're out of here for selling drugs you're out of here fucking working the two so in one night he already picked up all the different yeah. shit that was going on like oh yeah and then he does like a rain man bit with the bad bartender he's like you're Based on my estimates, you're like deducting 150 a, a, a night. I thought it. <laughs> what I found impressive on that was that like the bartender had that good of a system where he was like that meticulous. He was taking like a buck off every but one in every six and like you yeah. know two shots. Off. I was like, damn the because that dude seemed dumb as shit. <laughs> yeah, the classic Swayze move with most of his movies is he has a great love interest, which you talked about. But they trick you in the beginning because you see. The uh, the one blonde who comes up, oh, lock, you know, the the you don't know yet. She's a part of Wesley's uh, right. thing. She's like Brad yeah. Wesley's trophy. Yeah. yeah, but you don't know. So you yeah, think oh, that's, the, that's the firing that's the, the bartender movie. is also the thing that gets. Yeah, true. Dalton on Brad yeah, Wesley's yeah, yeah. radar at first. Like that's like the first thing. Yeah. That happens because he comes back with a couple of Wesley's boys to be like, "You're no, I'm staying. You're going." Yeah, how much like, time like Danny gets a knife pulled on him? Swayze shouldn't have the authority to have fired the bartender. He's he runs the whole show. That's part of the deal he makes with Tillman. You want my service, you gotta give me all full control. Yeah, bar operation. Yeah, I gotta be the full-on manager. That's what he's doing. I wanna see like 
Dalton, the part you don't see where Dalton has to like fill out the food order and shit. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes in. <laughs> what do you mean we spent this much on pickles? I also <laughs> love the fact that I'm gonna not skip ahead, but there's there's this weird point where he's only drinking black coffee while he's working. But then at the one point, once Sam Elliott comes into the scene, he's drinking fucking high life like it's fucking nobody's oh, business. Yeah, yeah. Like, so this boy's there now. He's got to yeah, get us. Like, it's doing business, though. It's doing business. I can't business. Yeah, business. Yeah, type of thing. But it's like you're in a bar all night. Like you're fighting. You might as well have a nice little capper at some point. I love I love the scene where the farmer is just staring at Patrick's oh, yeah. oiled body. Doing Tai Chi. Beautiful. Yeah. And he just lags like, a uh, chuckle. We haven't yeah, talked any yeah. about Ben Gazzara either. We need to talk about Brad Wesley. Because I oh, do incredible. feel like this is in a shared universe with um, uh, Big Lebowski. And, like, this is how the guy, this is how Ben Gazzara ends. And, like, he, he, he like, goes from being Jackie <laughs> Treehorn to, like, being brad wesley that's like the next step for him that whole scene him driving down the road in his mustang like singing oh, yeah. song going nothing is squirrels nothing fucking sums up that character better than the one line jc penny is coming here because of me <laughs> because of me that's the that best like thing the i was like that's all you need to know about that character <laughs> He has the best face of the most 80s line ever. He's like bragging about JC fucking Panic. Brian, I need you to answer me this question since you are a historian of this film. Oh, uh, why isn't why why is Keith David fourth build but in one scene? See, I wish I knew because he doesn't come in till an hour, which is right at the same scene where Sam Elliott comes into the movie proper. It's and then like you see him fighting in the background. He takes like he is one of the, he's a bartender, but he also seems to like throw down when they need an extra hand. But he barely has any lines. And this would have been right around within a year or two of They Live. So like we know he can you know he's doing his like well he's fourth bill stunt mansion. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I don't know enough about it. I watch <laughs> my DVD came with it's got Rowdy Harrington commentary, which I didn't listen to this time. Um, it also has Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier commentary. Why? I know. At that's the time weird. when I bought it, I was like, oh, that's cool. I like those guys. And then I listened to it. I was like, these dudes don't know shit about Roadhouse. Like, I know yeah. more. Like, I, like, Is it like a riff anything. track? Is it like a riff track, essentially? Yeah, kind of. Only they're not that funny because they're just like, <laughs> you know. I, I wow. So they've been letting... Kevin Smith. It was in that same era where like Kevin Smith was on the commentary for Donnie Darko and stuff too. It's like, it was kind of like right as he was getting into podcasting and doing his like stand up shows, his storytelling shows. He also did some commentaries on certain this. Kevin Smith also was like, not meaning this has anything to do with this. He was like one of the pioneers of like commentary on DVD track on movie oh, track. Oh, I listened to the Kevin Smith commentaries so, a lot in my early twenties. Well, like a lot didn't have them, and then uh, although weirdly enough, he was really against DVDs. No, I was just saying like commenting on the the credits thing. I think the best part about eighties movies is they do all big billing, all big billing, all big billing, and then at the very end, like, after they get off to, like, the fourth, like you were saying, Keith uh, David, they'll go, and Sam Elliott is, like, the yeah. very last one. The and credit is, and, like, being second yeah. top billed. It's, like, a special yeah. thing, you know, they don't do or, that. like, featuring, or and, with, you know, you get, like... And introducing Alyssa Milano. 
Name yeah, that movie. You don't get that anymore. Oh, Commando, baby. Yeah, but like, yeah. Uh, I have a theory, though. I'm ready. Elliot is uh, full-on heading on the doctor, like testing her with his immense sexual energy and his pubes to see if she really loves Dalton. Because I would have fucking picked Dal- uh, uh, Elliot yeah. over Patrick in a this, second. Like, this, he's yeah, like, like, I'd have been like, I'd have been like uh, actually, uh, Wade Garrett's going to give me a ride home. And by ride, <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm going to get old. This <laughs> <Yeah>. movie... <laughs> This movie had a pubes to minute ratio more than I've ever seen. <laughs> it's funny. It, was, it was great. No, I mean, like, I was like, show me another star. Well, I just loved. I love the uh, the almost Dick Tracy ish ish uh, the henchmen where they all have their own little like thing. We have the yeah. giant guy. You have the same guy you see every once in a while with a knife on his boot. Then you have the the uh, the hardcore guy, which you eventually get to. The insane scene with where they're fighting at the bar. It's, it's oh, hard to not I jump love, ahead. We can talk about Jimmy. Jimmy is one of the best henchmen in all of movies. The and big he's guy? got one of the most classic henchmen lines in all of movies. Oh, and they've got a and they have a great fight too. I think that like obviously with the way fight choreography's gone in the last years, like it, this movie is it feels its age. But I think the fight between Jimmy That's and good. And Pat Swayze at the end is tight. It's good. Brian, it's, yeah. it's the most. It's Brian, the most gifted. He says, "What? Oh, he says I used to fuck oh, guys fuck. like you." Yeah, I never knew. Boom. So basically, again, I never saw this movie unedited. I didn't know that movie. That <laughs> line. Oh, that line, man! That's fucking movie. Like I'm great. sitting there last night, like eleven o'clock. I'm like, "This is where that fucking line came from." <laughs> Genius. I'm in. <laughs> I fuck and he like said it, and he says it in the in the ear, like very intimate. It's too. sensual. So it is. Like, you definitely get the impression that, like, you know, he's he's up for more. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. He's ready for. Out he of wanted person. to get his. Uh, he wanted to get his uh, throat ripped, but with his dick. You know? Again, <laughs> I was gonna say, I say even earlier in the movie, there's a line where Jimmy says something like "his ass is mine," and I was like, that takes on a new meaning. Yeah, when you kind of like really <laughs> delve into it, like, <laughs> and that's the whole thing, like that when they fight for the first time, and you kind of see that yeah. Swayze and him match up, and Brad Wesley pulls his gun out, shoots up, he's like, "All right, we're good." He knows that fucking Swayze would probably kill him, but there's that whole part again. I didn't see this movie unedited. Where the guy who I think was Sean Bean in the beginning does like he killed a guy once, does a throat thing. Yeah, does throat rip, yeah. And then he does it in front of Kelly Lynch, and you're just like, he literally just ripped the dude's throat out. Kelly and Lynch all goes, goes into the water, she's like, around, doctor, you no harm. She has to try to save that dude. And and also, like, that's a great scene where she runs right into the water for him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she gets really over that whole ripping the man's throat. And She's mad, but at the end, in the lake it, where so. the body was laying, <laughs> and, and, it leaves it. and before that, no, 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 and before that, she witnesses five people just shooting a man in front of her. One yeah. of them, her uncle. But yeah, let's go fuck Dalton in the lake where he ripped the throat out. She's a well, psychopath. He, he He's a psychopath. You we do get a climax. I wanted to ask you, like, TJ and you, you guys, what did you think about Wade Garrett's leg check game? It was pretty good, right? He was leg checking. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. He has, he had that limp. The, every time he fought, he had that limp. So like, yeah. he's sitting well, there, the way he, he puts limp. one hand on his knee and he's like all crotchety, but it's like part, he's, he's doing that country dumb thing where he wants you to think he's a weak yes. old man. 
Yeah, that that Dude, hit I love the first, literally the first punch is a nut punch. That's yes, his first hell punch. Yeah. Goes down, he drops like, big dude with a nut punch and then kicks him in the knee. Like I, pops dude's kneecap immediately. Yeah. It's so good. The, the like, big that giant hurts, guys, right? like yeah, the big I giant guy that I'm pretty sure played Herman Munster at some point. He did. <laughs> that dude's like, enormous, right? Yeah, he's, oh, yeah. He's like, He's like, what do you want to fight, cock dick? And he's like, well, I'm not going to show you my dick, am I? And I'm like, wait, that was three <laughs> cocks and dicks and one. Okay, cool, do it. <laughs> he punches him in the dick. I'm like, that's four. There we I go. Yeah. What was with the the whole Buick joke, turning fuck into Buick? That, I love that joke. I want to take two one. colored pens to a, and yeah. do that myself. And also, get that tattoo, Brian. Well, I was gonna say they hilarious. the way that colors of ink, yeah. like <laughs> the way Tillman actually because he gives from the beginning of Pawn and Dalton, he's like, "Hey, I'm trying to make this bar a thing," and you see the evolution of the actual bar, and then they had guys end up in the red fucking collared shirts, and like they have the, the outside the chicken wire all, comes down. Yeah, it's all done. The Healy bands in a town rocking. in a town where there's one bar one. Outer shop and two houses. There's a shit ton of people in that bar, though. Tons, right? Like we've but never seen that. No, wait a minute. There's a pretty big crowd when Brad Wesley runs over dudes' uh, cars at the car yeah, lot. Yeah. No, like monster yeah. trucks. There's a pretty big crowd there. Well, I'm pretty sure they're trying to echo because when he first introduced introduces Dalton in the beginning. The bandstand is packed. Like there's people everywhere, and there's just two people who have an issue, and literally they just go back to the very beginning and just stack the thing with basically probably the same people to show you that his cooling effort has pulled off and he's like should i stay should i it's it's actually great storytelling which is insane <laughs> oh yeah and the stunt work is great like the car yeah, flipping so and exploding in the air i, was I, thinking, I love the scene where dalton or where Kelly Lynch is yelling at, and she's like, and who's going to save her from you? And then, boom, they hit that explosion. Like, that explosion is perfectly timed yes. right over her shoulder. Yeah. And that's not a special effect. I mean, you had to actually have that explosion happen at that. Now, there's no way he carries Emmett yeah. unsinged ass out of that yeah. house that is, like, totally engulfed in flame. <laughs> but I've, I've always laughed at Swayze's uh, dancer-esque jump from the window. He goes, yeah, he, he like, goes from the window like this. <laughs> He does like a ballet thing. Uh, again, older Batman. Beautiful. It's, it's Can you imagine? When he does kind of a dancey run and jump when he takes <laughs> Jimmy off the bike right after that, too. When he like kind of comes off the edge, he's like prancing through the. He was yeah. a dancer, you know? Yeah. I was again, thinking some of the well, best this, explosions. That's coming off there with dancing. I was, I was watching it with my wife yesterday, last night, actually. And, and towards the end, like all this crazy shit is happening. And I looked at my wife and I was like, how the hell are they explaining this bullshit to the blind kid? Like, there's so much shit going <laughs> so on. So much shit going on. I love the way they use him. He's the, like kid. when uh, when, Sam, when Sam Elliott finally shows up and they have the fight and everybody's like, what? He's like, ladies and gentlemen, Wade Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Because you know somebody had to tell him. It was like, some old dude just showed up. He's got like a ponytail and shit. Oh, it's Wade. Like, I let, me say, let me tell everybody, though. <laughs> Sensitive. Sensitive. I mean, obviously, he's like Daredevil. He's got like he, he could smell <laughs> Sam Elliott's fumes, so he knew it was him. <laughs> we talk about the 15 minutes of like the best part of this movie is Sam Elliott, and the worst part is within 15 minutes you have the woman from the beginning, which you think that Dolan's gonna fucking smash out, 
And then she ends up stripping on top of the bar to like cause a scene, and he pulls his hair back. Oh. Classic gif. Oh yeah. And that's yep. after we he like she initially hits on him, and then she he goes to Brad Garrett's house, and we see that she's all beat up. So yeah. Brad Garrett beat her yes. up, but then she still does the thing where she causes Everything. a scene. Yeah. She's committed. Then, uh, and then we get to uh, the unfortunate Who's victim, Joe. <laughs> we get to the unfortunate demise of Sam Elliott. So sad. Oh, yeah, that's sad. That was rough. Oh, it's a coin flip. It's like a it's like a samurai movie or a western where the master has to die and like to really invoke the rage of the hero and stuff. Very but that's actually a great villain scene where he's like heads or tails as the girl, heads, if it's him, it's tails. Then they have the whole he's like it's actually that's amazing, man. There's a lot of like forgettable villains in action movies, but Vengazar is so good. He's right up there. With uh, Hans Gruber, he's right up there with the guy from Passenger Fifty Seven. I think is like a top end one. Yeah, there's a couple of scenes in where he looks like he's straight out of uh, Jurassic Park. Like ooh, can we ooh, can we talk about the entire scene where he watches? I'm pretty sure he watches them. Fuck, oh, he definitely watched them fuck when they come out to the roof. And I don't then, know if you yeah. see them when they were inside, but he was definitely watching when they he were was outside. Sitting there the entire he, time. He angered. He anger masturbated to that. <laughs> no spit. Like he was mad, but he still got hard. And like. also, here's a question I mean, for you guys who've seen okay. a lot. Did, now, did they like kind of like lean into Brad Wesley and her having a relationship at some point? The, the, basically, what it's like the impression you're supposed to get is that he was really into her, and they don't ever say that they had a full on relationship. They say that when he was a stalker. She, she left town to like go to med school. He lost his shit. Gotcha. Mm. That was a weird moment. I'm like, he's like 59. She says she was married before, too, but they never That's say it was Brad Wesley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It could have been him. No? Oh, no, Joe, yeah. you can quiet. Either way, they never say. Wait. They don't tell us. Is Joe falling asleep? Yeah, no, Joe, man, I'm just listening. <laughs> I'm just here having a good time. Did you watch the movie, Joe? Yes, um, I did. I want to talk a little bit about the finale where it's like clearly Ben Gazzara had in his contract that he didn't want to go out like a bitch because Pat Sweezy oh, yeah. like handles these dudes no sweat. He just tears, he tears like through that. all the bad guys like paper. But then it comes the old ass Ben Gazzara, and he shoots him in the shoulder, and he's hitting him with a stick, and it's like supposed to you're supposed to feel like it's competitive. And then it takes four shotgun blasts to take him off his feet. Like, <laughs> come That's on, all these movies are though, and, and great blood. Yeah, but this dude wasn't wearing a chainmail tank top. <laughs> this is fucking old ass Ben Gazzara. That's true. That's how John Wick oh, was too. Mentioned- we're gonna mention the bear and the fat guy. Uh, yeah, the polar bear. Weird bit. That's a weird bit to include in your in your. I climate. just love it because like he's the only one left, and you know the cops show up, and everybody's like, "I didn't see nothing." <laughs> he's just like <laughs> a polar fell on me. <laughs> what like a what like a perfect Power Ranger moment where like everyone just shows up who Brad Wesley did bad to and just gets their shots in. It's so yeah, stupid. Yeah. It's like you guys are so going to prison for murder, right? All of you. <laughs> supposedly, supposedly this this movie is based on a on a slaying that happened in a town in Missouri, and where the a dude that everybody hated was killed in the middle of the street, and nobody ratted out the killer. Genius. That was perfect. It was Good, in yeah. the in the in broad daylight in the middle of the street, and supposedly everybody saw the killing. 
and nobody ratted out the killer because everybody hated him so much. That's supposed that's to be how the, I'm gonna go out. That's how it's killer. gonna. That's how I'm gonna actually go out. That's it. We're that's gonna how you're gonna fire. go out. Yep. He's gonna live stream. <laughs> Nobody's gonna ride us out. <laughs> He's gonna live stream it. All right. How about we go into the ratings, baby? Oh no, this is gonna be up there. Uh, what's up, TJ? Uh, Shamo down, TJ. Uh, yeah. You can follow me at uh, Ben Bateman. Um, basically, this movie, Yusef, your uh, streak is alive, baby. It keeps going. It's pretty strong. Roadhouse, ah oh, man, this is a strong. I love the idea that TJ had never seen it. It's all its glory. When all I was in like, glory. when I was in like my early twenties, I was watching Aliens, the director's cut, with a dude who like grew up on Aliens, and he was seeing all these new scenes for the first time, and it blew. I picture that's how TJ was when he was watched pretty- this. He was just like. I've, I've seen it in a it, whole new life. I mean, it's like the first I time I've ever first, watched it for real. <laughs> the first pair of tits, he's like, whoa, there's tits here? What the hell is happening? <laughs> it just snowballs from there. Holy I'm gonna shit, I just saw the back of Patrick Swayze's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give that, made, that made it into the TV. <laughs> I can't go 10. 10's obviously, there's no way you can go higher than 10. I'm going uh, a clean 9 on this one, man. This is up there with... Nine boobies shown during a G-string contest. That so means one, someone's missing. One, one girl had the one boobie. Yeah, I don't want to talk or about she, it. But she eight. went like she went like this. She yeah. only covered the. She just showed the one. Yeah. She did that in the striptease. So I'm giving nine out of this one. This is probably up there. Probably the best of the ones we've watched. How about you, Joe? Wake up and tell me. An eight point seven bushes. <laughs> um, uh, fucking Sam Elliott bushes <laughs> mixture of Sam Elliott and and G string bushes. Yo, also, would you I ever let know. Sam Elliott dance with your girl? Hell oh, no, you no. never see her again. I would not let him talk to my mom. <laughs> I, I was so upset. I'm I'm, like, I can't tell you, you that he couldn't get me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sam, talk to me. <laughs> no, no, this movie, this movie is is a blast and it's phenomenal and incredible. Um, How about you, Brian? I mean, my cards were on the table last time when you announced this movie, but I, I almost feel like I don't, I shouldn't give you credit for picking movies that are like well-known favorites of mine. Like you shouldn't get extra credit for just like know, playing like, directly so into my wheelhouse. Cause uh, you've nailed me a couple times here and not just in the <laughs> biblical sense, Ayo. but Ayo, hey. But uh, this movie, in case you guys don't know, I used to be on a little show called the DVD bunker. Never heard of uh, it. It was a, it's, it's still out there. It can still be found if you want to check it out. We did a top 10 action movie episode, and this movie may or may not have made an appearance for me, so you can tell that this is up it there. Out. I, I would give it a 9.75, and nice. I'm only knocking it off that .25 because they underuse Keith David. That would, I would say that's the one glaring yeah. error of this movie is that they underuse Keith David. Um, but other than that, it's literally a flawless film. Not so bad, it's good. So good, it's good. <laughs> nice. Mm, clever. Right, I'm going to give it a 9.8 uh, nut sacks out of 10. Uh, it's just a fun movie. I really like it. Um, it knows what it is. It plays to his strengths, and it delivers on the promises of just being a boss out, literally. 
actionable to bad. So we watch uh, it next to TJ, Kin for the next episode? Or? Yeah, TJ, what's, uh, what's your uh, pick? Oh, boy. All right, so we've been watching good movies, you know what I mean? Uh, so naturally, it comes right back to me. Um, now, it is fall. Well, it's going to be fall. It's uh, the sports season. I figure we'll watch uh, a little movie. Because also, we're going to get into Halloween. We're getting into horror at some point. I'm not going to fucking saturate Yeah, keep keep, uh, keep uh, marinate your, your Halloween franchises. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because um, we hit so, a lot of classics last year, so we need to find some, you know, like maybe a little yes. more obscure ones or something. So I wanted to, um, before we get into all that stuff, uh, a little sports movie. Let's get back into it. I know Brian loves this. Yousef, Joe, we're all in the fantasy football uh, league. I want to do an LL Cool J movie, an Al Pacino movie, a Cameron Diaz movie, a Ricky Waters movie, a Lawrence Oh, Kitchen. shit. I want to do any given Sunday. Uh, I want to do a, a classic. That's in my wheelhouse. That's a that's Oliver Stone, baby. Yes, I want to do something that doesn't Stone. make any sense, but makes tons of sense for us. And I want to do that. So we're doing any given Sunday next episode. That's a TJ one. So everyone, get your arms. Right. I'm into that because that's something I haven't. That could be a bunker. That's something I haven't seen in a long time. Steve, All right. It's All right, not a, guys. It's not a pig that I want to blow my brains out. Uh, Brian, where can the people find you? Football. Oh, shit. You know, you can find me on Twitter, at Herskules, a name that I still think is cleverer than people give it credit for. Um, you can okay. find, you can search DVD Bunker anywhere you listen to podcasts. I, it's, that show still exists. There's lots of great episodes, not just the top ten action movies. And um, also, guys, I just want you to know, I want you to remember in all honesty, in all seriousness, we, we had a lot of fun here tonight. But I want you to never forget 9-11 was an inside job. Fucking hate Beautiful. DJ, <laughs> where can the people buy you at Sunglass High? Yeah, you guys can find me at being the be- most beautiful Patrick Swayze lookalike ever. Also, uh, you guys are on Flyover State of Film oh. YouTube right now. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, a whole bunch of other podcast episodes you can find me on dvd bunker doing the zodiac yep you can find me on twitter at tz jackson also i'll be on the next (laughs) duncan's ed podcast talking about mac and me and young blood which is also a patrick swayze don't promote that don't even promote that shit on here (laughs) fuck those guys (laughs) no also ryan wants you to suck his balls so uh patrick swayze classic young blood so what's the sign language for that Joe, where can the people find you? You can find me at uh, Chandigo One doing Twitter things. And you can find me on the DVD bunker every day, every week. We did one but, episode uh, with you. And, yeah. and one time on Duncan's Ed. Uh, okay, so. Stop uh, promoting Duncan's Ed on this show. God damn it. At uh, <laughs> I Love Movies, WildLoveMovies.com. Women be shopping. <laughs> Women be shopping. All our fans, come out and support this guy when he starts doing live shows. Doesn't matter if he's good or not. Just fill those stages stages up. Get Buy those tickets, baby. What's Chris. the deal with airline food? What's the deal with airline food? My wife, please. Hey. Yeah. My 